see America's racist. You build around the immigrants your company's made with. Uh, and as I studied the law, I saw a mason that was British. Constitutional flaws. I put a hook in your jaw. It's like an R&B singer with political cause. I rip a verse and I'm gone. Uh, I'm back at it. I'm Chavez with bad habits. I'm Mexican, not Spanish. Latinos, we crop cabbage a hundred... All right, hip-hop heads and horror fans, this is your host, Seven Octobers, here with another episode of Nightmare on Sedgwick Avenue, Season 2, Episode 5. Today I have a special guest. I just played one of his tracks from his latest project called The Feature Presentation. The track is called Who Got the Power. Um, as you can see, he rhymes both in English and Spanish. We'll get into that in a second. He goes by the name of Arquitecto Verbal. Um, so without further ado... Let me go ahead and bring him here on the screen. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Thank you for hey. having me, y'all. Hey, no problem. Thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. Um, so this is actually the first time we're meeting virtually. So nice to meet you. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah. usually nice like to the... Nice to meet you too. Yeah, I mean... I... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we've been, you know, like we, we've been uh, ever since, I, I guess like Inca was the one that kind of like uh, showed me your page and yeah. I saw what you were doing and it was pretty dope. And then you had reached out and then it was just like from there, you know, you hit me hey, with the interview and I, I'm always down to do things like this for yeah. anybody because it's it's really just, you know, the hip hop thing is about, you know, love and, you know, sharing yeah. sharing each other's stuff. You know? Exactly. So yeah. Thank shout you so much for you. Know. Yeah. No problem. Anytime, man. Yeah. Like um, shout out to 86 Inca, Audio P and uh, I Above. Um, who oh. put me on to you as well. Um, I follow, obviously, their page, and um, I'm on a project that they're dropping soon, and they're always oh. dropping, like, dope, you know, content, sharing, like, dope artists that I might not be aware of, um, which is cool. I always like like uh, listening to new artists, so when I heard your your project with, like, orchestrated sounds, I was like, this is, like, dope, so I, I listened to it, and then um, I reviewed it on my uh, blog, and then, like you said, I hit you up, um, so uh, like one, uh, actually your project is literally like one of my top 10 uh, underground favorite like albums of this year. So you did a great job. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, we, we put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into that album. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it just sucks that, you know, it, it had to come out during this time where there's really like nothing, like all the, all these problems are going on in the world. And yeah. But at the same time, I guess, like, it was a good thing and it benefited us because it kind of, you know, shed some light on some people that, you know, were probably going through some stuff. And, you know, I've been, I get hit up by random people and they're like, yo, like, I really like these songs. You know what I mean? Like, when I was having problems, it took me away. And, you know, yeah. as an artist, that's probably what you're aiming for, you know? Exactly. I mean, it's pretty, pretty amazing, you know? Yeah, that's so, that's really dope you, to hear you. Yeah. On, on your top. <laughs> <laughs> um but um to kind of so the people that might not know who you are i usually have you like introduce yourself obviously i already introduced you by your name but um if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from yeah sure um well i'm i'm from los angeles i mean mm -hmm. i've been here all my life uh, uh both of my parents are immigrants uh one of them is my dad who is from mexico from okay. guadalajara okay and uh, my mom is from el salvador Okay. You know, so it's two different worlds and yeah. two different cultures, but at the same time, like, I was blessed with the, 
with the opportunity to get to know two different cultures yeah from those perspectives and it's beautiful you know and as soon as i you know i i i grew up speaking spanish uh-huh. you know and and i'm and i'm also like very grateful for that yeah because it's it's something that i feel like you know, there's that as a latino like we should be able to speak our native tongue and exactly. i was just blessed to you know be able to speak spanish but yeah I, um like i said i uh i i i got into the origins of like my origins in hip hop come from my yeah. older brother who is actually mm. the engineer on the on the album he's been my engineer for everything i've ever done he's a okay. he, he's a music engineer okay. and um when he started in his like engineering like, back in the day um i would sit in the room with him and then when they were trying like uh, to make beats on like windows 98 yeah. on the original like fruity loops like the one version yeah. i would be in the room with him and his friend and his friend rapper that goes mm-hmm. by the name of nemesis okay and um i was just taken away by that like by watching him and nemesis like um be in the studio i mean not in the studio basically in the room like making music all night and they were so passionate about it yeah. like so passionate and and it just I I after that when I would spend hours with them in like we'll camp I'll camp out of my brother's room and I was a kid you know I was like yeah. like at the time probably like 12 you know Oh wow and um yeah they really like I found myself writing rhymes mm-hmm. on my own time that I didn't know anyone and then eventually when I felt I was ready I told my brother like hey I want to I want to write it. I want to write a song. I want to I want to record a song. Mhm. And this is like 3 4 years later down the line and he was like let's do it. I'm down. Yeah. And so he produced the first beat that mapped on and from there it just became a really like a really bad addiction <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> just writing every day trying to record and do music and yeah. It was that's basically the origins of it. So okay. Like, I I come from a very music oriented family like okay my brother's a music engineer my brother's a rapper my mom's my mom sings like my mom's a really good singer she and my dad used to write corridos so oh, wow. okay. we all had some sort of music in it yeah it pretty interesting you know and the, in retrospect like it was something that like really tripped me out that it actually like kind of runs in the blood you know yeah what does your like dad I'm, think about like cuz like I'm blessed. Yeah, what does your dad think about you um doing rap cuz obviously that's corridos is a whole different genre like it's kind of similar though if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of similar. It's basically like corridos are kind of like gangster rap but in Spanish. Exactly. <laughs> like it a lot of it has to do with drugs and guns and all mm-hmm. that. And, yeah. So it it, it kind of does remind me of that but yeah. He, he his take on it is it's just support like you know he 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 I bet like he probably doesn't understand it mm-hmm. you know but he he more knows that like that I'm passionate about it and and that mm-hmm. he that as his son he's going to support whatever I do and my mom yeah. is the same way you know okay. so I'm blessed parents like that too you know and so and how did you so you obviously like uh, got influenced by your by your siblings and stuff like that like to start rapping and stuff like that but um How did you actually get into like the hip hop scene? How old were you when you started that? Um So that that was also a pretty interesting one cuz um so at 
after high school, I had rec recorded a few songs by myself and I had a friend who, who I went to middle school with, but then we lost contact after like ninth grade. Mm -hmm. He went to another high school. I, mean, I still had ninth grade together. And then in 10th grade, he went to another high school. And um, when after high school, we had no contact. And then for some reason, we found each other on like MySpace or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's, he was doing he was doing music and okay. I was doing music. And it was and then he reached out to me and he's like, hey, I do music, too. Like, you should come to our studio and like we should record something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And as soon as that happened, it was just a completely different level. Um, the person that I'm talking about is my um, my homie, uh, Self Sire. Um, and if you don't know, like me and him were also in a rap group. Like we, we had a rap group together called The Versenaries. Okay. And um, we did, we did the whole Versenaries thing like around 2010 to 2000. I want to say like 14. Okay. But we we did a, a, a he was the one that act had a lot of uh, connections with like people that were like throwing shows at the time. Mm -hmm. And so he, when we started recording together under Versenaries, mm -hmm. we finished the Versenaries album. And then we, we basically started just going crazy and performing it everywhere and anywhere we could. Yeah. Um, at one point there was a, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, urban underground here in Los Angeles. It was a, a thing going yeah. on like back in 2010, like in the, 2010s and, and like and mm -hmm. they would throw a lot of hip-hop shows and they would have like good um what are they called like a like a, a, a like a really like famous rapper would come like every month like they'll have necro or they would have like okay yeah i think i heard of it yeah or they'll have like and you know uh -huh. like the uh, immortal technique diabolic they would all come like to urban underground was the uh -huh. ones that were throwing the shows at the time okay we got in contact with them and so at, at one point um we had the opportunity to even open for a few, a few dope cats, you know? Yeah. And, and that's how we were trying to like those at the time. And yeah, that's yeah. basically how we got into the scene. Well, I got in and then after that, like I had my daughter and I kind of mm -hmm. slowed my role a little bit with, uh -huh. with the music, but I was always writing, but I wasn't recording as much. Okay. And then that's when basically, uh, uh, I, after like, I, I took that one or two break, like where I was just writing. Mm -hmm. um, I went back hard as like, I came back as hard as ever. I try to just knock out all everything I have been doing lately was, has been a product of that, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. And then I was blessed to like run into orchestrated sounds, which is funny because like me and orchestrated sounds, like both um, Iman and Jose, because uh, mm -hmm. if, if you don't know, like, Orchestrated Sounds is like a two-man group. It's yeah. like Man and Jose. Mm -hmm. And um, they we all went to high school together, but we oh, never wow. met. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. You know, like, yeah, we went to the same high school, but we never met. Like, we were in the same places. There was this uh, thing called the SIPA, where uh, it was a community a spot where they would um, teach us hip-hop, which is also, like, something, like, super rare. Like, yeah. you know? And we would go in there and... Uh, DJ Fatty, who is the the DJ for Bamboo, mm -hmm. um, would be our our teacher, and oh, he wow. would teach us how to use turntables. There was a room, there was a room for everything. Like there was a room for if you want to learn how to make beats, mm -hmm. there was a room with with you know um, instruments to make beats on the computer. There was a room to record songs. There was a room to learn how to DJ. Yeah. So it was like 
so super dope to be opportunity to even run into this place. Yeah. But at one point, um, Greatest Sounds was in there mm-hmm. when I wasn't, in. and oh, then well. I was there <laughs> when they weren't. You know. So, yeah. Like, we, we were we were definitely meet each other somewhere down the line though. So that's true. I'm yeah. glad it happened. And <laughs> yeah, but it, that, that's basically it. That's a. You know? that's, a, that's a cool journey though it's uh, interesting a lot of uh yeah what's it called like you know the journey like starting from all the way from there to like where you're where you're at now um obviously like i just got put onto your music yeah. but i'm pretty sure there's people that have been following you for a while and, and seeing your your growth and everything so it's pretty dope um uh how, how does your like because you said obviously yeah. you're from two different cultures and stuff like that like um salvadorian and mexican so how does your culture mm-hmm. like influence um your music Um, well, I, I feel like my music has to like have that culture in it because I am Latino and as, as a Latino and Mexican and Salvadorian, I always feel like I have to represent for my people, mm-hmm. which is the reason why I, I take so much pride in doing music in Spanish, Yeah, you know, because I know like a lot of do Spanish rap, uh, now, like it's been kind of more trending now, but, um, I, what I don't hear a lot is a little bit more conscious Spanish rap. Yeah, you know, exactly. Everybody wants to rap about rap, and and which is fine. You know, what I mean, like there's a genre in hip hop. There's space for in hip hop for all of that. Yeah. But I've always felt like my direction or to be an MC mm-hmm. that was gonna speak on, you know, knowledge and and you know just uh, love life anything that i wanted that i was basically doing with my music in english yeah i wanted to translate to spanish and project those feelings and those emotions and and i feel like i i i'm doing a great job you know not yeah. to take my own horn but i'm trying the best like and something and i really like the way it's going yeah and and people like are you know they're they're listening you know which is pretty dope so i, yeah. I really enjoy that too yeah, no, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, uh, that's why I, I fucked with your with your music because I I do the same type of thing. Like, uh, for those that don't know, I'm, I'm like an artist too. But um, I love like it's it's funny because I started rapping only in in English, and then in Spanish it just kind of happened out of the blue. But I always like you said like I love Spanish rap that's conscious that has like meaning to it and and depth to it because um, it's more relatable and I think the the mm-hmm. songs are timeless. Um, that's why I picked like who got the power because you have that verse like you know right. we're talking about being like more than than Latino and stuff like that and um, mm-hmm. I I love that stuff so and I'm talking about you know our ancestors and stuff like yeah. that because we we come from like a lineage of like gods and stuff like that so um, like you said there's a lane for everything because I mean there's other uh, rappers like you know like Nathaniel Khan or something it's like one of the ones that's like mixing like you know like I think corridos with like rap and then you get Snow the product but they're in their own little lane. Um, so it's kind of cool seeing you do your thing and not change who you are, you know, and still wrap your ass off, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's why I, I really gravitated towards your music, but, uh, what, what else, um, what made you like fall in love with, with hip hop itself? Obviously you say your, your brother and stuff like that, but what else was it like a specific song or artist that made you fall in love with the genre? There's like, uh, the thing is, it's like, I can never pinpoint that. Like, I've tried to look deeply into yeah. my heart to see, like, who is it? You know, like, who's the winner? But yeah. I can't really say because, like, 
was all like like I remember and like I was like five or six years old and I would wake up in the morning listening to Power 106 with my brother I had the radio on blast at six in the morning bumping Tupac <laughs> hey we got that new Tupac on the radio you know what I mean like yeah that new Biggie and and listening to that as a kid you know yeah and, and I think that one of the, like one of those memories that are like I, I never let go that I I was like blessed to you know, wake up in the morning and and hear that there was a new Tupac, a new Biggie, you know, a new Big yeah. L, and like, a new Easy, and so because of him, you know, and yeah. I, I, I'm definitely influenced by all of those artists, but but I like I um, I just took my own route, and mm -hmm. that's what I mean. I guess I feel that hip hop demands originality, mm -hmm. and um, to take uh, from others, things and you know, and try to make your style better, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I tried to do. So when I decided to start writing my music in Spanish, mm -hmm. I I already had a understanding of hip hop. So I, I just wanted to transcend that same like underground sound and energy and those those lyrical things that like I was saying into Spanish and not be too much of a cat in the hat rapper in Spanish because I that's all I would hear. Like every time I would hear <laughs> Spanish rap, it would be like you know, gangster Spanish rap and they were yeah. all talking about like gangster stuff. Like where is like the equivalent to like Big L in Spanish? Exactly. Where is the equivalent to, you know, like that that was the thing that kind of, you know, made me want to be that rapper. Like yeah. I wanted to be go down in, in, in history as one of the illest Spanish rappers with the with the capability to be able to flip it in Spanish and English mm -hmm. and and the language, you know? So I, I, that was like my next step. Like my next step was to be able to blend Spanish and English so well mm -hmm. that you couldn't, you could understand it without even knowing the language. Like no, if you didn't <laughs> yeah. speak Spanish, hear it and still kind of know what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. So my, my new thing. My yeah. new thing is the blend. So I'm trying to do that that little thing where I'm doing Spanish and English at the same time. Yeah. And even if you don't speak Spanish or if you don't speak English, you're kind of getting what I'm saying, you know? So yeah. that's that's what I've been trapped for the past like five years. <laughs> yeah. That's dope though. Like you said, you're keeping like, you know, the culture alive. Because obviously I wish I knew like, you know, Nahuatl or those like ancient languages, but Spanish is all we got right now. So yeah. <laughs> keeping it alive, you know? Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, obviously the main thing is we want to discuss is like your your latest project, like I said, the feature presentation, which I I love that project with orchestrated sounds. Um, how did it? Um, how do you get inspired with this project? Like what uh, what inspired it? Uh, what do you want your listeners to take from it? Well, it was basically you know we we put a lot of work into this project. Um, like I like orchestrated sounds, you know, when they they made every single beat on the album, and it's not as easy to you know make eleven beats that are sick, you know, and like they have tons of beats, but for the yeah. most part, I think almost all of them like made like that day mm -hmm. or like around that week, and then I would come in and I'll listen to it, and then I'll write, yes, yeah. and then I'll try to knock something out. So my thing with them was always like, if 
if we're gonna go into the studio okay cool yeah we're gonna fuck around for a little bit but we mm-hmm. do not leave until we finish something you know okay. yeah and so we'll we'll we'll, we'll try to at least rec- record all the vocals and mm-hmm. then they'll be like all right well we'll come back tomorrow and we'll edit it or whatever so we would not try to leave that studio until something was crafted and um so how we started thinking about it because the project previous to this one which was dual language um we, we it was a the five track ep which got that's the one where after that we were like oh we're gonna get we're gonna we need to put out we need to uh, put out a solidified album because the ep is like really dope Mm-hmm. And it's giving you kind of a hint that something coming in, and we need to really step our game up on the next one. Yeah, and that's what we were aiming for, aiming for, you know, coming with the best beats we could. We could. Um, I was trying to come with the best lyrics I could, and then since in the mist we were recording with um, one or two artists, mm-hmm. I, I I just got the idea of like, hey, why don't we make this album? album where we feature artists yeah and and then that's that's how the name came about the feature presentation yeah and then um yeah then after that i started at the moment um i was uh well i was performing at Sella hip hop um shout out to Sella. they were they were mm-hmm. like one of the people that were holding me down for like the past two years when it comes to shows it was like cool. that's crazy they were so busy they were those every week in la like week a week after week, sometimes two times a week, and their events were really dope, and that's mm-hmm. how I got to meet a lot of people, okay. and that's how a lot of people started hearing me. So they would uh, hip hop battles um, mm-hmm. with shows with rappers in between. Mm-hmm. So um, I I went in there, and then I would sometimes I would battle, yeah. Sometimes I would perform. Sometimes I would uh, be the host. Like oh, wow. I'll be the one on the mic, like yeah. presenting the art. So we did that for like good, like year. You know, I did it all, and and mm-hmm. I was just in in that circle, just meeting new people, mm-hmm. and and that's how some of those people on that uh, on my album ended up on my album is because I met them through Sella. Yeah. Um, as far as like um, Francisco Bates is basically self sire from the Versionaries. He changed his name. Mm-hmm. Francisco Bates now. So okay. Francisco Bates, he's been rolling with me since they, since you know, he's the first one that got me shows like in 2010. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. we had Choice and Mai, who were also on that, who are um an, another group. They're from a group called FEMA Camp. They're from uh, Mid City. Okay. And um, we've been rolling with them since 2010 as well. Mm-hmm. Another team that we've been always just working with or always been chilling with. And then we had uh, who was oh well Jose is you know orchestrated sounds who's always he's like mo- he's he's almost on every song in that album and like yeah. he's doing something <laughs> in that album you know it's crazy he's on the hook or he's he's in the background doing something that's cool <laughs> and, but he's on, on yeah and then we had Solar and and uh, and Silver and Gold mm-hmm. who like um, I met I met Silver and Gold at the rooftop show. Uh, one of the we, they had a cellar rooftop show like like oh, new wow. york style it was yeah. on a roof of an That's apartment cool. complex <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it was crazy yeah <laughs> never been to one so when they said rooftop party I'm there <laughs> and then um i showed up and then i think silver and gold 
maybe it might have been one of her first performances mm-hmm. uh, and i i just you know i met her we chopped it up and then the next time around um i saw her again at another show and we chopped it up again and then by like the third show we were like hey we should work on something mm-hmm. and and solar was there with her okay and and like solar had also those same shows and and we were like chilling and we're like hey we should like we should all work on something (laughs) and then i was like they were like hell yeah let's work and then and then he's like i was like yo idea in my head where uh i want solar to rap in english i want to rap in spanglish and i want her to rap and i want you to you know rap rap in spanish and then they're like yeah that's a dope concept yeah and then uh, we're like cool yeah we should definitely try that and um and then just joking around i tossed the idea and i was like hey we should call it tres leches <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a good one. We, like we started laughing yeah we're, we're like yeah we're gonna call it tres leches then that's good. how that name came about too oh, wow. <laughs> it, it also came back to it, it came my head because tres leches like it's three it's three things of the same thing you know it's, it's mm-hmm. three different types of milk so <laughs> it was the same type like you know spanish english in, in english and it's the same thing but it's all different you know yeah that's that's pretty dope <laughs> so that's how it came about but then yeah we also have yeah uh we those that we have on there also uh, murder that mm-hmm. murder that who is um from the seller hip-hop committee okay. she's uh the committee um is is basically the the people that, that like run uh run seller hip-hop is like darmedia's and um and like sanchi and and you know and mm-hmm. they have a hip-hop group called the committee and okay. it's sanchi murder that darmedius which are basically like the the top heads of like that seller hip-hop uh, okay um people and um they uh murdered that i was i was blown away the first time i saw her perform mm-hmm. like she's super dope and and i heard murder that and i was like yo i i i I pulled her to the side and I was like, yo, we need to work on something, dude. You're fucking sick. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. So we eventually like we got her in the studio. She did her thing and you know, like yeah. she came around and she, she put in her work, you know, and, and homage is, is definitely one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah. Cause she did her thing. Like, you know, it was like, that homage song. It's, it's called homage because it's a homage to hip hop mm-hmm. where we're, we're rapping, but we're using, and references of rappers while we're talking you know so yeah there's a lot of references in there then uh yeah that we had a um charismatic and uh, asp mm-hmm. who asp again once again another person that sell a hip-hop charismatic is has been my friend from high school we've been like kicking it since high school since like 2006 mm-hmm. and we yeah. we even though like sometimes life we are like different routes mm-hmm. he he was one one of those mcs who in a, he's not really an mc like he mm-hmm. he definitely but he is you know and at heart he's one of those guys that does it all yeah he's, he was the one that like when i was when i was like uh in high school and i was practicing my freestyle and i had nobody to freestyle with uh-huh. he was freestyling with me and then he got way better than me <laughs> and then i would be mad because i was like yo you don't even you don't even want to rap like you're just doing it to you know to, to try to hype me up but you're yeah. better than me yeah and, and so he was always like that that um what is it called like that that good kind of competition like no, yeah no animosity it was just like he, he was just always trying to build me up 
but he yeah. was really good at what he does. Yeah. He's really good at what he does. And um and so yeah, the the funny part is that we have like I said, we've known each other for so long. Mm-hmm. We've been in the studio all the time, like, but we had never recorded a song. Oh wow. And <laughs> and I was like, yo, you need to fucking get in the booth right now and spit that shit because he was freestyling something to one of the beats and I was like, you need to spit that shit over the carpool beat. <laughs> and then he's like, nah. And I was like, nah, bro, do it. And he's like, nah, not, it doesn't fit. And I was like, yes, it does. Do it. And like, he, we, we managed to persuade him mm-hmm. and he did it, you know? Yeah. And he, he, like I said, you've listened to that verse. It's, it's pretty sick. It's not like he's just the average rapper. He's been crafting that like style forever too, you know, yeah. like, he he's a he he's also the guy that did the second video on the album, uh, the take cover. He shot that video for us because, like I said, oh, okay. like he's going right now. His direction has gone photography and, and videos, mm-hmm. and um, he he was the take cover for us. So okay. and then yeah, then we had you know Ram on the album, which mm-hmm. is also um he, he, him and orchestrated sounds mm-hmm. have been working for a long time and they have they have a, a, a album that re- orchestrated sounds has recorded for him. That's like really dope. Mm-hmm. And when that time, when Rem came around, I was working on that track and then I needed a verse and he just like happened to be like, or, uh, like around the street and he came in and he's like, Hey, what's up? And like, yeah. and like, Oh, you know, Rem. Oh yeah. We actually had gone to that whole SEPA thing where I've told you where they, they teach us how to, you know, use turntables and record. He was there too at that time when I was going, but yeah. we didn't really click. Like we weren't, I was doing my thing he was doing his thing Mm -hmm. and then um we ended up like not really getting to know each other as much as we should but yeah that day that he walked in it was all love and and I was like yo you want to jump in like and he's like yeah definitely he wrote something on the spot and and knocked it out and he he killed it you know yeah he's definitely another artist who I want to work with more because he he's really dope like I said he has an album with orchestrated sounds in the you know in the kitchen that is oof Okay. It's gonna be sick. So I, I mean, I'll look out for that one. But okay, for sure. Yeah, as far as that goes, yeah, we, we, the the album itself, you know, it's it has a lot of features and and all that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's also dope. You know that they're all like friends. You know, yeah. I mean, at one point, like friends, we were all we were all aiming for the same goal, which is put our name out there and like you know work on this hip hop thing and and you know bring the culture back. You know. Yeah. And and dope you know so that that's basically uh you know the the story of that album you know like it's yeah that's crazy yeah and then you have i think letras too right have worked with everybody yeah oh yeah letras how did i forget (laughs) (laughs) see like letras the story with like this guy um me and him we've been knowing each other for like a, a good 10 years a mm-hmm. good 10 years and he was he he I'm just like we're always like we've been kicking it a lot lately too like we still like we see each other almost on every other day type of basis mm-hmm. and we just hang out and we talk and he's like yo mm-hmm. like he he's been like telling people when we kick it and he's like hey you know like arquitecto is like one of the first persons i met when i came to this country because yeah. he's from mexico okay he's from mexico and and he's like he was one of the first people i met when i came to this country and 
he showed me nothing but love mm-hmm. and and it's crazy how like i was working on music and then he was working on this little music too mm-hmm. and and we i i i tend to believe like he's the best the best spanish rapper in la like yeah. i i really i when when he became like when he became fucking ill he disappeared for a little bit for me mm-hmm. he came he was fucking sick mm-hmm. and then i would go like my standard is to be at his level too you know and and we always you know we pushed each other you know like in a sense to like be better be mm-hmm. better you know yeah and and he he he's like definitely like I, he's always somebody that i'm trying to keep in my circle you know mm-hmm. like he knows it and um and he's always trying to push me to be like yo if you can do something for me when it comes to the hip hop thing like oh yo <laughs> so my bad no going to um, good <laughs> if you can uh, do something for me when it comes to the hip hop um thing like he'll he'll do it and i'll yeah. do the same for i know how sick that get that kid is and like yeah crazy like he's he's only in like his mid 20s you know oh wow yeah, yeah i heard he, it I heard him on yeah. your track Duelo because you've been obviously promoting the single Duelo which is on the yeah. on the uh, project and yeah when I heard him I'm like this guy's fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's he's like in early 20s and he's been working for a long time so like wow. when I when I was rocking shows like back in 2012 mm-hmm. he he had already started doing that too. So oh, okay. He was like 21 I remember I think we went to a show and he had a fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you know <laughs> and then, but like, it's funny that you know that that we were all, we were all we were both doing that. You know, like he was in the. He, I was all obviously I'm older than him, but like yeah, he was he had a fake ID because he wanted to go to hip hop shows and he wanted yeah. to like <laughs> be in the ciphers and he wanted to you know yeah. So it was it was always embedded in him too. So it was dope. But like I said, this the kid the kid has grown to be like a beast now. Like he's one of he's, he's I, I I like I said I believe like in my heart like mm-hmm. there's no better Spanish rapper in the city of LA than Letras. Like this mm-hmm. his potential is so crazy. All these like tracks that he has that that people don't know of are like incredibly ill. You know so yeah that's pretty yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. So yeah, all the features are are dope. Like they all mix well. So that's that's why I love the project too, because it's like really like versatile and everything. Um, what's like your favorite track though? Like if you had to pick like at least one or at least two, what would be like your favorite one and why? Hmm. I um. I I have a thing for that uh song life, life. Okay. Yeah, life. Um, I don't know. I I feel like um that song life was the one that like it was it was just coming to me mm-hmm. it was just coming to me at that time and it was just like oh okay it just like kind of poured out onto that page mm-hmm. and that beat that um that beat that orchestrated sounds gave me is a jose jose sample and okay. i'm a I've, i've been a big fan of jose jose for a long time okay and, Yeah, so it was just like as soon as I heard the sample, I was like, "Oh no, that's the one." <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. I was like, because they would do this thing sometimes where we we'll go through a couple of beats, uh-huh. and I think that was the first one showed me, and I was just like, "I don't want to hear the rest of the beats no more." Like, put that one back. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> I kind of just just started writing nonstop to that one. Yeah, 
yeah and, and obviously it's called life you know because it's about life yeah, about my life basically in a sense mm -hmm. like what i'm going i was going through and i'm going through and it's just mm -hmm. things that we go uh, in our lives you know like yeah it, that's dope, uh, man. That, it's that one and then um so if i had to have a second pick mm -hmm. um also it would probably be desperate deeds okay desperate deeds. yeah i think if, if if i'm not mistaken like desperate deeds was the first album we were i mean that first album the first song we recorded for the okay. album oh, okay like we started with that yeah, yeah. and, and it, it's so the last one i think like <laughs> the last one yeah so me and that me and you man were having the conversation on how He's like, hey, isn't it funny that Desperate Deeds is the last song on the album, but it was the first mm -hmm. one we recorded, and the feature presentation is the first song on the album, and it's the last one we recorded. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's that is a pretty interesting fact, you know? Like, yeah, it, that's how it went. Now, Desperate Deeds also, um, uh, also was one of those songs that, as soon as I heard that beat, I was just like, oh no. And, and I just, I wanted to give you kind of an insight on who I am through mm -hmm. Desperate Deeds, that first verse, you know, about how I feel and um, about how, like, I'm also human, you know, like some mm -hmm. people tell us, like, I know it's like this world right now, it's like, you know, about social media and everything. And then they get carried away thinking that these people are superstars or that they're, yeah. they're perfect, or, you know, that they don't go through it on the daily yeah. basis like constantly like promoting our music or you know they don't see the the problems behind it, the artists true and, um i just you know i felt like on that song i wanted to project the fact that of where i am where i came from and that i'm also going through it you know yeah and um and it was funny it was funny because um we had a so when, when we when we filmed well i mean when we recorded the album we we like literally um, took our time mm -hmm. on trying to um, like craft this album so perfect. Like we try to do everything right, and I guess that's why like everything has been coming so right to us. You know, yeah. We really mapped it with orchestrated sounds, as in, look, we're gonna put out how many songs on this album? Okay, we're gonna do eleven songs. Okay, how many of those songs are we gonna do videos for? Okay, so we have the budget and the people that are willing to help us for three. And okay, cool, we got three videos. And then we're like, okay, what about the album artwork? And then that's when I was just like, I don't want to go with a picture of myself yeah. on that, that album. Like, mm -hmm. I know, like, and I don't want to go with something digitally made mm -hmm. because like i said like every time i've been looking at albums mm -hmm. lately that's all you're gonna see so yeah. you see an with a person with a rapper's face on it in the front or you see an album where uh they digitally it's a digital picture of something yeah oh i i spoke to my Another person who's like been rolling with me since 2010, which is uh, Ender, Ender Navas. Okay. Um, Ender, Ender was a graffiti writer when I met him and he managed to like turn that energy mm -hmm. into art and 
you know, he's trying to make money out of his art, yeah. which is something I was always able to relate with. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make money out of my art too, mm -hmm. you know? I, we didn't know how. We were just, hey, like, I was out on the streets rapping for free. Yeah. And he was he was over there tagging walls for free. Like we could have been making money off this, you know, if we were smarter. Yeah. And we eventually got that moment of enlightenment and he said, you know what, like this is it. I'm gonna go to school and I'm gonna do my thing and I'm gonna learn how to do this and I'm gonna learn how to do that. And and he was always good at what he did, you know, like Yeah. And um so when I I, I never lost touch with him. We would always talk or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when the album was about to finish, I, I talked to him and I was like, yo, it's like, you're down to, you're down to like do my album cover. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what the fuck? Fool? Hell yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's, you didn't even have to ask. Like I was already thinking about it. <laughs> like, yeah. but he's, he's like, yo, I'm going to bless you with something, with something really dope. Something that like, every that album i don't know if, if you if you've seen the actual like frame of it it's like he mm -hmm. drew that on a on a giant piece of wood type canvas thing and like oh, wow. yeah like it's yeah. big like the, the album is like like almost like i guess to like my hips it's like uh -huh. a really tall like, really wide piece of wood and like uh -huh. and it's hand painted he did that he painted it mm -hmm. himself he had no help and it took him a, a while because you know like he also has to be work, focusing on working for the money that you know that that obviously like it's, just, it's his job and he has to take care of other people before he takes care of mine yeah i'm not him because he's doing it out of love for me so we mm -hmm. had to wait a little bit yeah but it was you know the outcome of the album cover was just like yo as soon as i saw it i was blown away i was like yo this is one of the dopest things i've ever seen like yeah he killed it and every time like he was working on it and like I would go and I would see him work on it for hours. Mm -hmm. I would and sometimes people would stop by and they'll just like, oh shit, that shit's really dope. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. he would get a lot on it. So when he finished it, he's just like, I was just so satisfied with the outcome. And you know, like it's it's a blessing, you know, like that that I had, you know, him by my side also to give me a piece of art that like I said, he hand drew yeah. and took, like he took weeks and months on it. And that's basically what the album reflects, you know, at the end of the day, like yeah. that album took us months, you know, blood, sweat and tears. We mm -hmm. had to go to work, some work on the album. And <laughs> sometimes we spend mad love and mad hours on that album. Yeah. And it was the same thing Andrew did at the end of the day. So it was like, yeah. yo, like it kind of reflects it. And um, like some, some of the squares on that album are pieces of, you know, obviously of the songs in the album. Mm -hmm, like like life, right? Yeah, life is there. And then the top left, I mean, the bottom left is the chess board where we play chess. Yeah. You know, the data is on the, it's for the, for the, um, who got the power. It's like mm -hmm. revolution. Yeah. And on top of that, a V for Vendetta is uh, the, another sign. So when we were doing Versionaries in 2012, like we used to use the V. So it was like okay. Versionaries. So the people that follow that journey since 2012, yeah, they know the the Vendetta is also part of, part of who I am. You know? Yeah, That's which dope. is basically a throwback to the Versionaries. Yeah. 
That's yeah, pretty cool. So, that's a little insight a, on that album. Yeah, that's like artwork, a, yeah. you really uh, like put your um, your <laughs> yeah. like like I said, your your all your work into it. So it shows obviously, and like you said, it's paying off. Um, you guys created like a, a really dope project. Um, and then to kind of move on to the other side, usually like for for this podcast, I don't know if you've seen some other episodes, but I mix it with like hip hop and horror. Um, so the latter part of the interview, I yeah. kind of move on to like the horror side. So. Uh, moving on to like something a, a little bit more lighter um what's like your do you have any like favorite horror movies and if so which which one is it and why oh man <laughs> I, I i'm like i'm also a big fan of horror movies I'm, yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of anime as well but yeah but um okay you know like i have this this one thing with like this movie uh uh puppet master oh okay puppet master yeah, and, and it's only because um, when uh, at the time, like when my baby mom was pregnant with my daughter, uh-huh. um, we spent like that whole like December, uh-huh. we bought like this, this I don't know where we got it, something, but we got the whole collection of Puppet Master, like all of them, like even the ones that nobody likes, like, you know, <laughs> the like, shitty ones, <laughs> all, the, all the other ones. <laughs> we just like, I remember when we like, we would watch puppet master like yeah all day like you know like we yeah. watched puppet master one then two then i was just like damn yeah. some of these are really bad but let's just <laughs> see what happens you know yeah. but, so puppet master is those <laughs> that like I, I grew really fond of because it's a trippy little movie you know like <laughs> yeah that's a good one i, I don't think i've ever fine. really heard anybody mention that one that's a that's a good one like i i think is it the first or the second one where is it the the little doll that like spit something from its mouth or something i can't remember that always like sticks to me that image i think it's like the first one or... two two i think okay. it's number yeah nobody like okay. yeah but puppet master the best one you know yeah. i mean it's yeah. usually that's what happens number one is the best one yeah but yeah puppet master though like i said it, it was like something like uh I'm like damn puppet master was a trip you yeah. know but <laughs> if 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 uh, my old time i guess all-time favorite horror flick damn i'm always gonna i I think i'm gonna just run back to you know child's play child's yeah play it's a classic <laughs> Chucky, yeah you know? that's cool because it, it i i was scared of Chucky. i was like fucking 13 you know like oh my God. <laughs> i was as a kid he put so much fear in my heart it was ridiculous like that's hilarious like you know like that's what parents used to use on you like mine didn't work for me mine is like i wanted one i'm like are you gonna buy me one or (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's cool that guy and it's funny now because um my nieces like Mm -hmm. my nieces are like my neighbors Mm -hmm. and uh, my brother lives next door to me and yeah my nieces are like when they're acting bad they're like i was like hey i'm gonna bring out chucky I got him right there, and then they're like, "No, please, no!" And then they run away, you know. Like, yeah. And I still use him to fear. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because I know, I know how much fear that that guy can put in kids. <laughs> That's true. That's true, man. Um, and then kind of like a, a cool question I always ask is like, if you were um to make up like a horror movie rule that hasn't been made, like survival rule, what would it be like in a horror movie? Like a survival rule. Yeah, like, what would you say? Like, oh, don't go into, like, a dark room or... Oh, okay, okay. 
I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, I guess it would be don't slip because <laughs> they <laughs> they tend to always like fall when you don't need them. That's to fall. true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They stay that's on good. your toes. Yeah. <laughs> the one. Yeah. Right. I yeah. Like I've seen so many <laughs> when they're just about to make it and they just fall. They and then it's fall. like, oh no. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. where's it like the um like Zombie Land is like the the main one is like cardio. I'm like, oh shit, I'm probably gonna lose that right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah cardio. <laughs> uh, what about um? Do you believe in like the supernatural? I've had people here on, guests on the show where they they've actually had like supernatural experiences or know somebody that had something. Is, has anything happened like that to you? Um. I, I do I do believe in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I there's only two things that I can think of when I think of the supernatural that I live, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's only like they're so powerful because if, if it's, it's something like that it burns into your head because it. You, you, but the first one was um, we were living in this like back house mm-hmm. and with my dad at one point. Um, yeah. with my dad and my mom and, and it was just like a really creepy back house uh-huh. and um it was just a giant tree uh-huh. so like the front house looked really nice and then they divided a wall and then um it had a giant tree that covered the back house that you couldn't see it and it was just like an ugly tree like in the middle in the middle right before like if you were walking from the back from the front house into the back house it's like the tree was stopping you to get into that back house okay so you have to walk around it and it was big and it was um, yeah and that whole like back part of that house like um no grass would grow oh wow there was no grass it was like all dirt and like, yeah mud. That's so crazy. like there was never any grass in that uh-huh. it was like it was like kind of odd you know yeah and so no grass would grow well whatever we would, we lived there for like like less than a year uh-huh. and um i don't know like at one point like my dad was like um i guess like he was trying to get it fertilized so grass would grow i guess and he, i don't know why he was just like digging into the ground mm-hmm. for like for like i don't know for just digging and like trying to take the dirt out and i guess he was going to try to ferment the ground or whatever and mm-hmm. and and one of those like he popped popped out a skull out of the ground but like it was like oh, a wow. weird like looking skull like not a human skull, like an animal skull oh wow that's and creepy. I was like and it was nothing other bones like to make the body of that you know uh-huh. but it kind of looked like a like a goat and a skull like a goat a oh, goat wow. so it was like satanic yeah and, and we were like, what the hell? Like, my dad pulled it out of the ground. He's like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's just crazy, you know? <laughs> and he had it there for a while because he was tripping. You know? Yeah. But then after um, one time, um, my mom and my dad were out and she and they left us with one of my aunts. Mm-hmm. And um, that, like, it, shortly after my dad had pulled that skull out of the ground, like, mm-hmm. that I was just like chilling in room and my aunt was in the kitchen and the kitchen was like you can see the living room from the kitchen and like yeah she turned around and then she went into into like she hit the corner to like go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and when then she came out of the bathroom the blender turned on and it started spinning and it was disconnected oh what the fuck? that's crazy <laughs> and she fucking screamed <laughs> and yeah and i was 
and I turned around because she screamed and I looked at the blender and I was like, what the hell are you screaming for? And then I got up and I went to go see it and it was disconnected. What? And I was just like, whoa. Like, wow. Yeah, that was, that was definitely Yeah, the blender going off when it was disconnected that, yeah. and, it, and it went like, it spin for like a good like five seconds uh-huh. like, and it, but it was like roaring, you know, like when the blender's on, yeah. the power so it like it, it did like what the hell and it was disconnected so it was like that one was a trip and yeah. um the second one was a kind of like a uh a, a dream but i don't know if it was a dream you uh-huh. know it was one of those things where you you think you're awake but i don't know if it's like a i, I don't know if you ever had that where you're like you're you feel you're awake but you're actually dreaming but then you don't know you kind of lose that reality thing yeah that that borderline between and dream mm-hmm. and um i had never had that and i've never had it yeah but um basically um i was uh i was like younger and i was and me and my brother had we shared a room but we had separate beds mm-hmm. and, um, i was sleeping in my bed mm-hmm. not sleeping just like laying down getting ready to go and i was just like closing my eyes like I was like like closing my eyes and I was like facing the door and the door was like slightly opened yeah and I was like just like as I'm like uh, eyes and like falling asleep yeah um and one of those where I'm like blinking I see a hand on the door <laughs> and it's a little gray hand <laughs> It's a little gray hand, and at that moment, I'm paralyzed. But, mm-hmm. like, like I said, keep in mind that like, it looks exactly the same as my room. Like, it's not like you know, if you're dreaming, like you might see little weird things that you're like, oh, it's a dream. It's like a dream, but yeah. It felt so real. I mm-hmm. saw that. Hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I saw that touch the door mm-hmm. and froze, and I couldn't even talk, I couldn't scream. I couldn't do nothing, and then. It opened the door, mm-hmm. and it was like a little alien, like a little alien, a Martian, like a little gray, what they call the grays. Mm-hmm. And he walked in my room and walked up to me. Mm-hmm. And then I felt my body started levitating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then my I, my body left. I felt my body levitate off the off my bed, and I was I was trying to scream, but I couldn't. I could just mm-hmm. move my eyes. The only thing I could do was move eyes and mm-hmm. i was like looking at my brother like wake up wake up but i couldn't do, i couldn't say anything yeah and then i felt my body levitate slightly dead uh-huh. and then i they tried to uh i was next to the wall and mm-hmm. so my body was like touch about to hit the wall mm-hmm. and and it, it going through the wall and then i blinked and it was all over and i was oh, right shit. where i was in at the same and i was like the hell what the yeah. hell and then i just like i was just breathing hard and like sweating and like mm-hmm. like oh and i just like was looking around and like touching my face like is, mm-hmm. is this real like you know mm-hmm. and then i like looked to the side and i was looking at my brother mm-hmm. and then my brother like turned around then i was like i didn't want to say anything i wanted him to tell me something you know mm-hmm. and i was like hey what happened why did you wake up mm-hmm. and then he was like I, he's like, dude, he's like, you were screaming. 
He's like, you were screaming. And I wouldn't. I was like, I didn't have the courage to turn around to see what was going on. Like, oh my god! <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, yeah, he was like, you were screaming. I didn't have the courage to turn around to see what yeah. was going on. And then I was like, fuck! Like, it's like it's that, now that that had just like stayed in my mind because I didn't know if that shit really. If I was trying to, like, if it I was, was real or not. Or, yeah. You know, like, it was, <laughs> Because, like I said, my brother was there, but he never urged to turn around to see if it was real, you know? Like, wow. so it, it was always something like, damn, that's that. But it felt so real. Like I said, to the point, like, I have never woken up from a dream and, like, touched my face and just, mm-hmm. like, yo, like, you know, like, touch the walls, touch the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I, I, it felt so real. It felt so know? real. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was, that's I, scary. I'm, I'm still not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a real trip. Oh man, man. Well, yeah. thanks, thanks for sharing for that. Yeah, that's interesting, but that's that's scary at the same time. Um, and then usually, like uh, before I end the the interview, um, I like to ask this question uh, uh, for people that like you know think about legacy and stuff like that. Um, what kind of legacy would you like to leave behind, either like creatively or or on a personal level? Um, I always thought that the legacy that I want for me is is to be recognized and respected as um, one of the top bilingual rappers, you know? Yeah. Um, to be, yeah, to be given my credit for for doing the Spanish and English thing in the scene. And, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Like to just, you know, be one of the, pioneers if because uh, i'm i'm pretty i am not one of the pioneers yeah. of this but i'm pretty sure like i'm one of the ones like bringing it back to life mm-hmm. or you know or giving it its time and, and if i'm not the one that does it i want to be the one that inspires the person that does at one point you know yeah because um like i feel like one of the pioneers of the spanish and english um hip-hop styles and I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever listened to them or ever ran across them, like a, a sinful from the Mexicans. No, I don't think so. No. Um, the Mexicans is a as a hip hop group from the '90s, mm-hmm. and um, to be honest, like, because it's it's capital Iman and sinful, mm-hmm. and um, I, I I call a lot of times where Iman, his rap partner, did um, uh, uh, Spanish, but mm-hmm. sinful would do Spanish and English mm-hmm. and then he would not give a fuck. Like he, he would have a, a verse in Spanish. Yeah. And then Iman would do it in English or he would do a song in Spanish mm-hmm. or he would do, or he would do a whole blown song in Spanish or a whole blown song. In English. So when I ran into the Mexicans and like heard their music yeah, and I, and I checked the dates, I was, oh, this is like 94, 95 mm-hmm. and sinful was on it already. Oh, wow. And like, and he was good. Like, you know what I mean? He, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and the era of, of where they want, where all the Latinos that were doing hip hop were doing gangster hip hop. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Cypress yeah. Realm, Cypress Hip, you know, um, Delinquent Habits, mm-hmm. Sinful. I felt like it was one of the ones that was on the more intellectual level mm-hmm. and on a more MC type of level. And yeah. he was also gangster on the level, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have this really dope track called "Never in This World," which 
that I that I felt really inspired by yeah. when it came to that. And then, um, yeah, uh, they, like I said, yeah, like my legacy, like I said, I'm probably not ever going to be known as one of the pioneers of the Spanish, Spanglish, you know, hip hop mm-hmm. rap community, but I definitely want to be, go, go down as, as one of the illest that ever did it in that style, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's dope. Yeah, you're on your way there. So <laughs> um, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you again for, um, you know, for, for stopping by here and, and doing this interview. And for those that uh, are watching, uh, if you want to just, um, I wrote down um, your IG, but on social media, I, I don't think you can see the under underscore, but if you want to sh- um, shout out and say where you, where we can find you. Um, well, I'm on, I'm on all media, you know what I mean? Like you can find me on Spotify, SoundCloud, you know, whatever, whatever you use to, uh, to listen to your music, all you have to do is type in my name. It's right there. Arquitecto Verbal. And, um, yeah, on IG, it just needs to underscore. And basically that's it. Like I'm, I've been, you know, trying to put my music out on everywhere. And and I I just was able to do that not that long ago. So I'm blessed to like be able to share this with you guys. Like, cause I sometimes like, um, I, I run into a lot of artists and like, I mean, before this, like, I would, yeah. I would try to share my music, but some people don't use SoundCloud. Some people don't, you know, I mean, like your music's on yeah. YouTube, but you know, it's, it's not the same because so there's a lot of people that just listen to Spotify and they're just like, oh, that's all I use, Spotify. That's true. And there's all the people that use Apple. Mm-hmm. So it, for any young artist, anybody that's like, you know, that, that wants to do music, I feel like. Um, the best route to take is to try to go for that. You know what I mean? Like try to yeah. aim to put all your music in all platforms. And it's and it's crazy because that sh- that will push your music on, onto a level of like international style. Like it'll yeah, move true. it in other countries too. Like people from other countries are listening to, me. and it's and it's a trip. Like just recently when Spotify hit me up about about uh, they gave me whatever um, information that of people who have. Who have been listening to me like Bolivia mm-hmm. was one of the countries that was listening to me and I and I don't know anybody you know <laughs> That's it's dope. a trip top top country was yeah, outside of the yeah. US it's pretty interesting but yeah yeah you can find me anywhere under architect so all right man thank you again that. yeah for sure go check it out the feature presentation let me show the the CD again one more time for those watching and again thank you again architecto for stopping by um have a great rest of your weekend you too all right thanks have a good Peace. one It was nice talking to you, eh? Hey, same. Peace.